Hi, I'm Sylvain Berthelot and you're listening to On One Condition, a podcast to raise awareness about health conditions by listening to people who live them every day. My guest today is one of my colleagues, Craig Mooney, and we're going to talk about sleep apnea. Hi, Craig. How are you? Great. Uh, actually, I'm great. I had a great night's sleep because I'm treating my sleep apnea. So, <laughs> oh. so great. <laughs> Amazing. I'm sure we're going to talk about that in a sec. Um, as everyone who listens to this often knows, uh, I like asking my guests about a song that they like uh, or that means something for them. So what's your special song, Craig? Well, I really... Um, I love you too. They're one of my favorite bands. I've seen them all around the world. Uh, one of my favorites, I picked the song because I love this lyric, is uh, Stuck in a Moment You Can't Get Out of. That's the name of the song. And they have this lyric that I just, it's just, it's just a great lyric. It helps center myself when I'm feeling like things aren't going great. And the lyric, if you'll allow me, is And if, and if the night runs over, and if, the day won't last, and if your way should falter along the stony path, it's just a moment this time will pass. It's just such a great, you know, it's an uplifting lyric. It's like, whatever's happening now, don't worry, even if it's not great, it's going to pass and you'll do better. So I love that line. I love that song and the band. Yeah, uh, I like the lyrics that you just shared because that's true. That It's something sometimes you have to remind yourself. I'm having a bad day, but that's fine. Tomorrow that's will okay. be better. <laughs> yeah. Another yeah. day. Yes, definitely. Um, so, I mean, we we work together, so we know each other uh, quite well now. Uh, but only recently I discovered that you suffer from sleep apnea. Um, so my first question about that is, um, is it something recent or have you had it a long time? Yeah, it's actually a bit of a journey. And I went back when I knew we were going to do this. I went back to my medical uh, records because what had happened is I originally was tested for this back in 2002, in fact, which is over 20 years ago. Um, my family was complaining, man, you snore an awful lot. You know, it doesn't, uh, it's not great. <clears throat> Maybe you should have a sleep study done. So I did that in 2002 and I read the report. It was kind of startling to read the report, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but then it, at the end, the diagnosis was no, you know, no significant obstructive um, sleep disorder. I was like, okay, not a problem. And then years later, my family again uh, kept saying to me, we, I think you have a problem. Like I can hear you gasping for breath in the middle of the night. Uh, my brother, mm -hmm. Brian was particularly um, aggressive with me and saying, you know, I think you, you have a problem. So in 2017, I had another sleep study done and that's when it was confirmed okay. um, that I've had it. So I've probably somewhere between 2022 2002 and 2017, I've had this. And so you got, Tested twice, then they yes. was the the similar tests or were they yeah different? yeah so it's a, yeah. a sleep test um, and I think it's one of the reasons people don't necessarily get diagnosed is because you basically go to um, a clinic 
Um, they wire you up, right? You got all these leads on your chest and on your head mm-hmm. and, you know, everything on your fingers. And it's a bit, you look a bit ridiculous and <laughs> to sleep. And the thing is, though, you can't actually sleep <laughs> in this, you know, sort of makeup. Uh, but they measure um, your breath, your cardiac uh, care, uh, cardiac health, um, and all these things to assess whether or not you do have this this condition. And so I, it didn't, in 2002, it didn't, they said I didn't, but in 2017, they said I did, and it was quite severe in 2017. What's the level of severity? Like, how do they yeah. measure that? So there's this measurement, it's AHI, and it's a measurement of basically how often you stop breathing in the course of an hour. Uh, and it's pretty telling. When I went back and you read the report, you're like, wow, I can't believe. So in 20, in 2002, it was probably somewhere around 20 was my AHI score. And the average person, like if you don't have sleep apnea, most people don't know this, is you actually stop it's not unusual for people to have a momentary stoppage of breath. So, you know, four per hour isn't unusual um, for healthy folks. But in 2017, my score was 76. So I was, was, yeah, I know. I see the look on your face. When I say that to people, they're like, what? You stop breathing an average of 76 times an hour. And some of those are momentarily, right? Like Mm -hmm. just a, a half a beat. Um, and some of them were as long as 25 seconds. They'd literally really? stopped breathing for 25 seconds. Um, and so that's why, you know, everyone has this score. And But again, it's low because healthy people, even just for a moment, just a, a quick, like, like a hiccup type of thing, you know, stop breathing for a second. But with, you know, sleep apnea, your body is like, you know, starving for oxygen. And so it sort of shocks you back to wake you up. You know, it, like it's, it's, it's like, Oh, I'm not breathing. I have to start breathing. So it's pretty, you know, jolting. Um, but yeah, my score was 76. So 76 times in an hour. So that's more yes. than once per minute. Yeah. More than once per minute. You stop breathing, stop breathing at, at wow. one level or another. Yeah. And it, sometimes yeah. for as long as 20 seconds, you know? Wow. How yeah. does that make you feel like when you're told that? I was how, how did you, freaked yeah. out. In fact, <laughs> when I read the first report and I saw something like I'd done it like 20 times an hour, I'm like, 20 times an hour, how's that even possible? Like, and in you know, and then I, I got to the bottom, it says you don't have this. I'm like, how can I stop breathing <laughs> that much and still not have this condition? I thought it was strange. Yeah. Um, but when I yeah, when I read the report it really kind of shocked me into like, yeah, this is pretty serious. I, I need to pay closer attention to it. Um, and I'm grateful for, you know, for my family to, for really kind of pushing me like, Craig, you've got to get this done. You've got to get this done. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't give it the, I didn't give it the seriousness that it deserved. And I'm also happy to tell you about why I did and, and how that came to be. Uh, well, yes, please do. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened is after hearing from my family for years, oh, you snore too much. And my brother really saying, you know, I cry. You know, we'd go on vacation together and share a room. And he'd be like, I know, I, you know, you're stopping to breathe. Um, the, the brother, one of my siblings, best friend lost her brother um, who was my age. And I remember hearing from 
the, the circumstance was due to sleep apnea. And it really kind of shocked me into like, it just shocked me. I'm like, really? Yeah. And he was my age. And that's when I started doing a little bit more research on the condition because I was like, I kept putting it off. You know, I'm like, no, it's not that big a deal. I would say to my brother or my family, I'd say, no, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. I don't want to be controlled by something. Right. And I'm going a little bit more about what that means, but it was really the fact that someone who was my age about my size, uh, I'm not skinny. I'm not obese, but I'm, you know, just like most people, my age, I probably have a couple more pounds on me than I'd like to. Um, very similar size, same age, and this condition untreated ended up killing him. And that was like a, it was a bit of a wake up moment, you know? And so I thought I probably need to do some research on this. And when I did the research, I was really amazed at the things that sleep apnea contributes to. I mean, things like hypertension, heart disease, stroke, diabetes, obesity. Yeah. It's, it's one of these conditions that I wish people knew more about um, because it can be, it literally is deadly. Um, In fact, a number of like larger people who obese people have it worse. Um, Mm -hmm. There've been a number of circumstances here in American football and the NFL where, you know, a couple of large um, men have died from this, you know, the weight and, contributed to the the restriction on their throat yeah so it's really very serious um when not treated i never realized that and it's i'm trying to to think like how how is it possible that you stop breathing without realizing it to the point that you die from it because breathing is one of the the things that we do, like our muscles do without us having to think about it. Yeah. yeah. In fact, when something's so easy, people say, it's like breathing. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So again, going back to, so when you learned that about your uh, brother's friend's brother, if I'm not wrong. um, How did you feel about going to bed? it sort of started to become a scary, a bit scary, right? Because here's this guy. And I'm like, I started doing the calculation. Like, well, I had that test back in 20, 2002. How long have I had like the more severe version? You know, it, it really, I think I literally made the appointment the next day I called the sleep center to say, I want to get in. Uh, it really scared me. I'm, Anybody who, well, I probably keep this to myself, but this is a podcast. So people hear this, you know, I'm a scaredy cat. Like, I'm like, like, I don't want to, you know, I want, I want to be on this earth to the last possible minute that I can get out of it. Uh, so it was very much like, wow, I can't believe um, this can, can kill you, you know, and it, and you know, the funny thing is having, talking to this person who lost their brother later, I tell them that I said, listen, I, you know, I, it's a terrible thing, but I want you to know that, that, that had an impact on me. And, um, it's, you know, it was a thing that made me say, I need to, I need to do better for myself and, and, you know, get, get treated for this. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I had a, sorry, I had a, a friend who, 
who had sleep apnea when I was at university. But at the time, I didn't think it was anything serious. Yeah, An- annoying from uh, from the other end. Yeah, <laughs> because um, I remember like the it sounds like heavy snoring, but then there's a pause. Yeah. And then like, you hear them. Gasp. Stop. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, now now you said that, it makes me realize how serious it is. Yeah. In fact, I think the problem with why, so it's, I think it's, un, in some ways, it's this thing no one ever heard about maybe 40 years ago. You know what I'm saying? People didn't have sleep apnea machines. You know, that wasn't a thing. Right yeah. now, it seems like there are more, but I still think it's under. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast is it's not an obvious thing, right? Like I'm thinking about some of the conditions that you have had on your, and it's like those are sort of obvious, mm-hmm. and it's not something that in the middle of my day you look at me, you wouldn't know I have this condition, right? It's almost like okay, it's not that serious, but the problem is it is very serious, uh, mm-hmm. and. The idea that someone might say, "Oh, it's not a big deal. I won't. I won't worry about it." Um, it kind of, I sort of feel like it's it's my job to be an evangelist for people to be treated for this. Um, and I'll tell you why I didn't want to be treated too, because that's also part of the journey. Is like, yeah, my brother would say, "Hey, you should." I'm like, no. It was mostly about control. Like, I don't want to be controlled by something. Yeah, and I feel the same thing about medicine. Like you know, long-term conditions. Like I don't want to be like every day I have to take this medicine every day. Mm-hmm. I have to do this thing every night when I go to sleep, I need to use this machine. And I didn't want to be controlled by that. You know, like uh, it's kind of a pain in the backside I'm traveling, have this extra bag, you know, vacation. Yeah. I got to take it with me. Even something similar, like, you know, I have some of my best friends are, you know, guys I met in college and from time to time we'll get together act irresponsible and they'll be like, Hey, spend the night. And I, in order to do that, I have to think ahead. And I say, well, I have to bring my CPAP machine in case I don't want to drive and I want to spend the night. And for the life of me, I did not want to be controlled by anything like that. Yeah. And so I think that is a reason why people say, no, it's not a big deal because they don't want to be controlled by this machine. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that it's, I sort of have to put it aside. Like it's sort of, you know, there's a bit of vanity to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And and the like. Um, But from the moment I used it. So I had the, I had the sleep study and the doctor like, you know, sends me the report and says, come in tomorrow. And she's like, you don't, you're not leaving the office without, a loner CPAP machine. Really? Yeah. It's like, we, you shouldn't be sleeping without this. Okay. And that's how serious it was. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. So from that night, I've never slept a night, a full night without it. And that was in 2017 because it was like a pacifier for me. Yeah. It's like the benefit. So if you want to look at it, the other side is it has all this health problems that you get with sleep apnea the benefits if you get great sleep it was amazing it was like i was a whole new person i was like my Mm. attitude was better i was i mean you know um that from our work together savant 
it's not unusual to find me on my laptop at 6 a.m. in the morning, you know, with you, yeah. you know, or doing meetings. And that's because I'm getting really good sleep. It's like, you know, I, what, you know, you say, oh, I got eight hours of sleep. No, no, I really only got about four hours of sleep in that eight hours. Right. But now I'm getting better sleep and full sleep. It's, it's like one of those things that now I can't, it went from a, I don't want a burden to like, oh my God, I have to, in some ways, I guess that came true. <laughs> it does control me, um, yeah. but I, in a good way, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm my, again, so initial reaction I have when I think about sleeping with a, like a machine, uh, and it would be interesting if you could also describe what the machine is like as well, but uh, is, well, that must stop you sleeping like that must be disturbing during your sleep but no it's the opposite you sleep better yeah yeah it's sort of weird and it's the number one reason i'd say people don't do it yes yeah. and they make that they make that excuse i could never sleep with a map mm-hmm. a mask right so it looks like in fact when uh when uh Top Gun Maverick came out. There were a couple of memes of guys wearing their sleep apnea mask because right? it looks like you're, you know, a jet fighter. You know, and they're like, okay. now, thanks goodness to this movie, I look like a, a real man. You know, <laughs> sort of jokes like that. But yeah. it really, I mean, I'm a bit claustrophobic, and mm-hmm. I thought the same thing. I'm like, I am not sleeping with a mask on my face. It just won't take. Yeah. But I was, I took to it like a, like a duck to water. I think. I mean, it does sometimes a little bit annoying, mm-hmm. but what it does, so what, how it works is your throat, sleep apnea is basically your throat collapses during the course of the night. Okay. And that's what obstructs your airway. Mm-hmm. So what the, the, um, the sleep apnea machine does, or CPAP is the you know more formal name, is it basically blows a light uh, volume of air into your throat to keep the airways open just enough to make sure that the airways stay open. Um, and it's not intrusive. In fact, it, I can't feel it coming into me. Right? Uh, okay. It's not like, you know, you're like someone's giving you mouth to mouth and blowing it. It's not that it's subtle enough that you don't really feel it. Yeah. You know, in fact, sometimes the machine also ejects the air out the front. So uh, sometimes I'm like, is this thing on? Like, and I have to check. You know, mm-hmm. to see that it's on, but that's how it works. It's kind of very simple if you think about it. All it's yeah, doing yeah. is forcing air, a little bit of air into your throat to keep it open. That way, it doesn't collapse on itself. Um, so that that's sort of how the machine works. And I maybe it was because I got such great sleep that didn't matter. The mask didn't matter. It didn't mm-hmm. it shouldn't bother me, but. They do have other, they, in fact, I looked into ever since, since you asked me about this, I got engaged in a conversation about a clinical trial for implants. So now there's also okay. this implant you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some on the market. And then I saw one in a clinical trial, which is interesting, uh, given what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically there's an implant in your chest that has a little wire that goes up towards underneath into your, like just below your jawline that lightly stimulates those muscles to keep them open. Okay. And you turn it on and off with uh, a button, which is less intrusive from having a mask on your face, but they implanted something into you. So like a pacemaker type thing. Okay. 
Yeah, so that's surgery then. Yeah, yeah. Um, is this something you you would consider, or are you happy yeah, with it, the machine? It, you know, it's funny. I would consider it, and I have considered it, um, but I'm a, now I don't know a lot about medical devices, right? We're we're, yeah. we're in the the you know small molecule you know biotech you know type business. I don't know a lot about devices the thought of having a device implanted. I mean, talk about feeling like being controlled like that. It's like sort of, and you know, technology fails, software fails, you know? And so the idea, like what happens if in a year, like, Oh no, we have to replace that. It could become more of a, a problem, but the idea of just clicking a button, that's very appealing. Right. Yes. Yeah. I can imagine, especially with the travel, yeah, having something that you don't even have to think about it makes you more flexible. I could, uh, I would guess, but yeah, I, I see your point about. I'm trying to to think about how I would feel myself about it and having something that's there, but you don't. Well, at the same time, we've been doing pacemakers for right, yeah, yeah, for years. I know. I yeah. know. I know. So that's the thing. Yeah. I'm not saying what I'm saying is a rational reason, <laughs> <laughs> but it is a reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. you know, so I, I'd say this, I am going to, I'm going to investigate the clinical trial, which okay. is kind of weird. It's kind of interesting, you know, because of what we do together mm -hmm. and thinking to myself, Craig, you could be in a clinical trial. And that's interesting for sure. Um, I at least go to the clinic to learn as much as I can about it, you know, and, and see, but I, I'd say there's, you know, there's definitely a possibility um, that I, that I could, because there are, I mean, there are definitely drawbacks to have to lug this machine around. Mm -hmm. The other thing it does, it, it has a, a water container for moisture. Okay. And this shows you how much I don't like to be controlled. I've mm -hmm. never put any water in it because They suggest to use distilled water, um, which when I'm traveling, I'm not going to have access to distilled water that easily. And it's just one more thing that I'm like, oh, okay, now I have to remember to. And then that also means different cleaning mechanisms for your CPAP and stuff. So I'm still not even 100% committed to like, <laughs> <laughs> more bloody nose than I should, you know, and stuff like that, because I'm getting dry air blown into my face, you know, yeah. but, you know. Yeah. I so. uh, just want to mention to our listeners that Craig and I work in the clinical trials industry. That's why it makes sense, the discussion around taking part in a clinical trial. Um, so I'd like to go back to something you mentioned earlier about the impact it has on the body. Uh, you mentioned uh, hypertension, if I'm not yep. wrong, uh, potential for diabetes and yep. other uh, conditions that could be led to, uh, linked to sleep apnea. Yep. So you said that you sleep better since you've used yep. the, the machine, but have you noticed anything else um, since you've been sleeping better? You know, I'm, I'm otherwise in relatively good shape. I don't like, so those other conditions are mostly cardiac in nature, right? Um, hypertension, heart disease, stroke. Um, my family doesn't have great cardiac health, 
on on the male side, but I think that had has more to do with lifestyle, right, than than genetics per se. Um, so outside of this, I'm relatively I'm relatively healthy. I will say this though is kind of interesting. Uh, when COVID when COVID hit, I was really overweight. I mean, I was not in a, in a place that was good, and and that contributes as well. Um, and so I lost a significant amount of weight. And I bounced a couple of those lbs back, but I'm talking to my my doctor, um, the sleep doctor that I that I work with. You know, she said, you know, Craig, if you know if you can maintain a certain weight loss, that maybe we take you into the sleep center again, and and maybe you don't need maybe that is enough of a lifestyle change to help, right? And maybe reduce the need. And to be honest, I sort of had mixed feelings about it because I was like, mm-hmm. I, but I like sleeping with this. It sounds ridiculous <laughs> to say it, but I almost feel like I wouldn't want to, like, like I said, I, I've gained a couple, a little bit of that weight back and I wouldn't be like, okay, now I have to go back to it. You know, like it, I, I want to have a sort of I either do it or I don't do it. Yeah. Um, but for sure, if you're obese, so I was surprised to learn that sleep apnea could lead to obesity mm-hmm. because it's also a, a cause as well, can be a cause. Yeah. You know, it can be structural why you have this disease, but also people who are heavy have a much greater um, likelihood of having sleep apnea because particularly if they carry their fat like in their neck, right? That, that makes it more constrictive area mm-hmm. alike. So, but yeah, but it feels, I much prefer. It's like, I, that's the phrase I use with my friends when they ask me about it. And I'm like, really, do you like that thing? Like, it's like a pacifier. It really helps me sleep. Well, yeah. And I mean, you need to have the context as well that you've, we've just gone through that it's actually something that makes you sleep better and that reduces the, the risks of, uh, stopping breathing (laughs) for too long. Yeah. Um, yeah. is it risk-free or, or not um, with the machine? I, I think, I think it is. I mean, I suppose, well, is anything risk-free really? It's like, if you read the back of, if you read the clinical trials for aspirin, you'd never take an aspirin again, right? Like, yeah. like yeah. Very true. I, I will say this. It's, I mean, it has a filter in it. It's unfounded, but I'm sure if you, if you used water and didn't clean it, you know, you could get some mold. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. there, I will say this though. And I hesitate to say this cause I don't want to, you know, drive people away from it, but the idea of a machine blowing air into my lungs, you know, makes me think, you know, it, could this be giving me any problems in my lungs one day, you know, could mm-hmm. a particle get in there, you know, get, give me pneumonia because, you know, I didn't clean my mask appropriately. And then as a result, I got something in my lung. But so I don't, but beyond that, which is, I I think like a bit of a ridiculous, like down a rabbit hole. No, there aren't any, I don't think there are any risks with the, with the current treatment that I'm, that I'm using, Um, which is why I maybe prefer it over the sort of the implant because I haven't done enough research on that to see what those risks, you know, might be. Yes, yeah, I understand that, and yeah, I, I 
I imagine that with something new, there's a risk that it fails and right, that yeah. it doesn't really help you sleep. Um, so you you mentioned also at the beginning that the the first sign was heavy snoring. So yeah. with the machine, do you still snore or as, as it's well? I'm currently divorced and single. Uh, okay. So I don't have what you might call a bedmate, right? Uh, that's what they how they refer to it in the in the report. It's so clinic, okay, clinical. Uh, but you know, and I, I do, you know, I I vacation a lot with friends and family, and have found myself in the same room with a number of people, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's reported that no, I'm not, you know, I'm not snoring, uh, you know, uh, at least not not in a notice noticeable way. You know, um, yeah. So, and that's you know that's good, uh, that's better. But you know, I, I will sort of say this: part of my resonance, you know, uh, part of the reason I didn't want to get the machine as well is, I mean, it's it's a bit of a vanity thing too. Like it sits on mm-hmm. the side of my bed. Yeah. You know, it's you know if if I have you know friends over, guests over, and someone has to you know go into my room for something, I'm like, ugh, there's that sleep apnea machine it it makes me feel it's totally irrational you know it's like you know ugh, i must be a weak human being because i have to use a machine to get through <laughs> my day and, and stuff like that but the benefits far outweigh any anything uh that would make me feel that and it's a bit ridiculous like sort of in in connection to the song we talked about you know saying you know it's just a moment this time will pass i also feel like everyone has it much worse than I do, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to have perspective. And it's funny when we were, when I was thinking about this podcast and us doing this, I'm like, you know, people are going to look at sleep apnea and be like, well, Craig, it's not that serious a thing. Yeah. And it's funny. The condition is serious, but the solution is relatively easy. Mm-hmm. And once you take the relatively easy solution, it's not that serious anymore. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, when I think about the types of other diseases and conditions that you've had and people are talking about things like that are really impactful to their day to day lives, mm-hmm. disease and, you know, and, and the other things, it's almost like one of these things that it's not it's not serious if you do this simple thing. But if you don't, it's very serious. So if that makes sense. Yes, it does. And going back to what you said about like people seeing you sleep with 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 the mask on, I, I fully get it. Um, but at the same time, I feel like we're in, in we've come to a, an age now not not as in how old we are, but as a civilization, I would say, <laughs> where where people are more accepting of. Um, first of all, not every conditions being visible, not every conditions being necessarily talked about in public, Uh, but accepting that, yes, people have conditions that uh, make them have to use something like a mask that you have to wear at night. And, And I think that's what I like about well, being able to talk about it like this, that it really helps, I think, awareness and understanding um, that 
a lot of the people you see in your day life you cross in the street don't necessarily show signs of anything but it doesn't mean that they're doing well or that they're yeah they don't need something to to go through the day uh in a in a better way yeah that's yeah i i agree i definitely i think we're definitely in a different space um particularly i enjoyed your 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 podcast on mental health uh that another another example to look at someone walking on the street you can't you can't tell uh and you know and part of the reason for me wanting to do this is i want people who have this to get treated for it because it is very dangerous. I'm an evangelist for it now. I mm-hmm. want people to get treated. And I will share this podcast on my personal feeds, right? Uh, which is a little bit like, huh, do I want to do I, how, how public do I want to tell? And I'm like, as public, I'm a public guy. Like, all right, yeah. I'm not taking 17 pictures of, you know, some people are a bit ridiculous. They want to document everything that happens in their life. You know, we sort of live. Yeah. But when yeah. it comes to something like this, I'm I'm happy for people to know, oh, yeah, I, I have sleep apnea. And mm-hmm. I treat it. And you should, too. Because if you don't, it could kill you. Mm-hmm. Literally, it could kill you. And I don't think enough people realize that it could kill you. Yeah. No. And, uh, and I'm glad you shared that because I think that's going to open people's eyes and hopefully get treated if they suffer from sleep apnea. Yeah. It was really my brother who was the one who, I mean, he was after me all the time. Um, and so, and he has, you know, so I was very grateful to him for doing that, you know, so I'm going to try to do the same for others. Yeah. Um, right. Well, I'm glad that you, you accepted to share and, and join the podcast. Uh, I know that you've listened to it, so I know you you know there's a, a question I like to ask at the end. Um, so what's your happy place, a place where you feel at peace? I my place my happy place is typically a happy event or a thing. I love hosting people at my home. I'm uh-huh. I, I I if I had a, the choice to I, as often as I wanted, as often as I could, I would have people at my house and I'd be making sure that they were fed, um, <laughs> making sure they had a nice cocktail, making sure they're having a good time. I, 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 you know, it's, it's going to sound a bit of an actress, but I like to take care of people. I like to be like, Hey, are you having a good time? Are you, Hey, what can I get you? What do you need? I just love, and I love having people in my house. I get to do it, uh, less frequently than I want, but more frequently than more, most people, you know, it's not unusual for me to have my neighbors over. Um, it's not unusual for me to have, um, my, my, my friends over or my relatives and often a combination of all three, uh, and many Mm -hmm. of my neighbors are my friends. So there's no real distinction. Uh, but, um, that's my happy place is people around me having a good time, me playing DJ, you know, got to put on my playlist. No one else gets to mess with the playlist. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that type of thing. That's that's my that's my happy place uh, when I have people near me who I can help take care of. 
So is it because you like to host or is it that you like to choose the music, choose the food? Yeah, and you're right. You know, you're picking up on this thing because we work together as you, uh, and you know, Sylvan, you know, this is the type of person I am. It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of, so I'm the youngest of 12 children, right? So okay. when you're the youngest of 12 children, you're always, you know, looking for some attention, right? Or control, right? When you're the youngest of 12, you're in control of almost nothing. Yeah. Um, and so also I have this inferiority complex, right? So I, I just, I enjoy giving to people and I have, I have stuff, I have the capacity to, to entertain. I have a, mm-hmm. a, a good size house for a guy with no kids, doesn't even have a dog or a cat. And so yeah. it, I have the, the room and I just love being near people in an yeah. environment that I can control too, you know, yeah. but you're right. When it comes to the music, I'm very, people will tell you I'll. You know, like, no, 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 it's got to be my playlist. <laughs> See how good a control freak I am? Yeah, I yeah. might not want a machine to control me, but it now Well, is. I'm the same, but I've discovered that when you have children, you don't control the playlist anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's <laughs> also true. Also true. That's reason 13 why I don't have kids is the playlist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Craig, thank you very much for stopping by. It's been great talking to you. Uh, I've learned about sleep apnea. So thank you for that. And as you said, uh, others should uh, go and get tested and, and get treated. Yeah. Thanks for giving me the opportunity, Sylvan, to, to maybe reach those people and tell them how serious it is. Thank you.